Hello and welcome to Cinema Chat with David Heath. And I am uh, the host of this podcast, David Heath. And on this podcast, we talk about uh, movies from every generation and era and just about every genre. And uh, today, uh, we're going to have a little bit of a, kind of a more of a mini podcast, I guess. Um, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, instead of diving into a one subject, I'm going to talk um, yeah, news and notes and maybe a couple of opinions sprinkled in of mine. And uh, we're going to talk about newer movies as opposed to uh, classic movies. Uh, but uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about movies that are currently out and also movies that are coming out and maybe the general direction uh, that cinema has. And... Uh, as of right now, there is a strike going on still. And, of course, that's as I'm recording this. By the time it gets out, hopefully the strike will be over. And uh, the writers and the, the writers will get what they deserve. And the actors will get back to work. And everybody will be happy with uh, all of the, the new streaming services that have been available for the last um, decade or so. Uh, but uh, today, uh, we again, we're going to talk a little bit of news and notes. Uh, the, the strike is going on as of this moment, but I'm not going to delve too much into that because it might be over by the time it comes out. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm overall, I'm, I'm encouraged by uh, the direction that the cinema has taken all of a sudden. Uh, I really appreciate the fact that uh, some movies have come out. Uh, that have uh, destroyed the box office in a good way. Um, we've got uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer uh, that have made well over $2 billion uh, as of this moment, as I'm recording. And it is still August when I'm recording this. And um, I think you'll probably be hearing it maybe in September or early October. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> but... Uh, I sometimes record these weeks in advance, and this is not not an exception. Uh, but uh, um, Oppenheimer, um, I have watched that film, uh, and I'm just blown away. I think Christopher Nolan made a masterpiece with this thing. Um, they uh, there are uh, CGI uh, effects, and I've spoken many times about CGI on this podcast. And how I think it's overused and sometimes cheapens the film. Uh, Christopher Nolan knows how to use CGI. Um, and, um, and this movie uh, is also a master class in acting. And I, and I watched uh, Oppenheimer with my son and I commented that Titanic cost twice the amount of money 26 years ago. That Oppenheimer did, and uh, when I'm, when you see it, you're, you're just in awe. And you're thinking, how in the world did did it cost <laughs> so little? I know a hundred billion dollars is uh, a lot of money, but uh, in compared to, um, you know, compared to Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, that's a three hundred dollar million dollar uh, budget. Uh, Oppenheimer uh, scores 8.6 on IMDb so far, really early in the game, but I don't anticipate that number to go down. Uh, but um, 
Again, it was a masterclass in a acting. Uh, Cillian Murphy played the title character, Robert Oppenheimer. Um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, is in this, and um, he is absolutely fantastic, and it's so great to see him in a film that's not not a, a super a superhero movie for once and it's like oh yeah you you remember how good robert downey jr is um uh emily blunt's in this man damon's in it um it's just uh oh, gary oldman plays uh president truman uh just an amazing amazing masterclass of acting and directing too for that matter uh, it is exactly three hours long, 180 minutes. And uh, and everybody that's seen this, or seen my, uh, everybody's listened to my podcast um, on a regular basis probably knows that I often am a critical of movies that are a little too long. This is not one of those. This is one of those that needs to be three hours long. It's a terrific film. And, and it's also got some uh, black and white flashbacks. Um, and the, the color is fantastic in it, uh, but it's got black and white flashbacks and the black and white is, is glorious as well. It's just so wonderful. A good, a good movie. Um, not a feel good movie by, by, by any stretch. Uh, this is a movie that could actually make you hit the depression button, but it is still, uh, riveting. And, uh, since it's, uh, mostly true um it's something that we can't know if all of it's true but it's just a, it's just amazing um barbie of course is uh, um not surprised that it would make a lot of money but i think i think everyone is really surprised at just how much uh, like well over a billion dollars uh barbie has made and and barbie and Oppenheimer and i have been in the movie theaters now uh, for some for some months now, as of right now, and, and I think that's uh, uh, that's just terrific. Margot Robbie um, is becoming uh, just a, a huge uh, star, and she is so good of an actor. And uh, I just I'm really impressed with uh, Margot Robbie. I I haven't liked all of her movie choices. It's been you know she was in. Amsterdam, which I thought was a tremendously disappointing movie. I uh, was really frustrated with Amsterdam uh, with such a good cast and some really good um, uh, visuals. Uh, but uh, just uh, the the script, I mean, you got um, Anna Taylor-Joy and also Christian Bale. Um, it's just really well-acted film, just not 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 a lot to work with and it's just a really really kind of a, a bad script and just didn't quite work out the way I, I would hope for especially from david o russell um you know when you compare that to say american hustle it it's tough to to imagine it's the same same guy directing it but um uh she was also uh, talking about marga robbie uh in Babylon uh, last year, which we we talked about uh, fairly extensively, we um, I think it's a, a a good movie. It's not a great movie. I think there's some things in it that are hard to 
hard to enjoy, uh, but it is uh, it is a, a good movie, and her performance in that is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, Margot Robbie is just uh, really making waves. Of course, she was in Bombshell a few years back, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, when she played Sharon Tate. Didn't have a, a huge amount of lines, but uh, uh, but she did, did really well. Uh, Mary Queen of Scots, just a really good uh, good list uh, of, of of roles for her. And uh, I'm I'm really kind of uh, impressed. I uh, get a Greta Gerwig. I mean, we she of course uh, did uh, you know directed Barbie, uh, and uh, before that she uh, was directed Little Women, which was very successful. And before that she directed Lady Bird, which was very successful. Uh, so Greta Gerwig's making a name for herself in the theater, and um, just uh, that's uh, that's a good thing. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about movies that are going to be coming out over the next uh, year or so. Uh, we got uh, uh, Snow White uh, coming out. The the um, Disney live action version of Snow White. Uh, one uh, the one exciting thing for this, I think, is Gail Gadot is going to play uh, the evil queen. And uh, she's never played a mean role before. And she said in an interview, it's going to be um, interesting to see how it turns out uh, with her as a, as a bad guy. Um, there are some unfortunate things that have come out about the, about the movie. Um, it's not called Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, well. But uh, in the movie, these guys are called Magical Creatures. Oof. Uh, it's a little rough there. Um and um, uh, hundred million dollar budget, by the way. Uh, Rachel Ziegler will play the title Snow White character. Uh, she's made some bad decisions on some statements that she's made, um, and basically saying that uh, the prince in Snow White is creepy, and uh, that just doesn't go over well with a lot of fans. And and and. I've gone on record as saying I think Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is the best. This are the best of the classic uh, Disney animated features, and I, I may put it number one. I'm going to put out a list, by the way, best a, of of all the animated features and rank them. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be doing that probably in a couple of years, uh, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I think Snow. I think uh, I know Disney's trying to do live action films of all their animated features. Uh, maybe this is one you should have stayed away from Disney. I, I think uh, if you're really ashamed of uh, the problematic parts of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and I use the word problematic in quotes, um, if you're really ashamed of that, maybe you just stay away from making a a, a remake. And um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm a little tired of Disney being ashamed of of its past. And uh, Snow White and Sundoors is an excellent, excellent movie, and it's frustrating. And uh, and in some ways, I, I kind of feel bad for Rachel Zegler because uh, she is a very young person, and I think uh, um, naive might not be the right word, but she she probably just didn't know how to handle 
herself in an interview and um, and I think she was very inartful as, as we should say and uh, but uh, it's real frustrating uh, some of the things that came out in, in the interview and if you want the full scope of what she said um, you know I mean you, you can google her and you'll see all kinds of articles about it uh, but I just kind of wish Disney would have stayed away from making a remake if they're going to completely change. Um, you know, when they did Dumbo, uh, they did a really good job. Uh, the producers did a really good job of of um, of keeping those, quote, problematic uh, parts. Um, you know, they were able to completely skirt around that and not, not have it be really... Um, an elephant in the room, <laughs> no pun intended. I literally just said elephant in the room. <laughs> Talking about Dumbo. That was actually just completely unscripted on my part. I didn't realize I was going to say it. But uh, uh, but I wish Disney would have stayed away. Um, on to some movie, other movies that I, I know are coming up. Uh, some of these I'm very excited about. Um, by the time you hear this podcast... We're going to be coming up on the release of Killer of Killers of the of the Flower Moon, uh, the new Martin Scorsese movie, um, and it's going to be the sixth time Leonardo DiCaprio has teamed up with uh, Scorsese, and it'll be the tenth time Robert De Niro does, and it's uh, going to depict uh, some of the evil horrors that. Uh, uh, inflicted on uh, some on the Native Americans, and um, I think that uh, it 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 looks like it's going to be uh, a real doozy of of a of a film. Uh, I'm 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 really kind of interested and excited about uh, another movie uh, that'll come out sometime in 2024. Uh, it's called Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, of course. Uh, this is going to be the fourth installment of the reboot series, and uh, West Ball is uh, going to be, uh, or he's it's all the movie's already in the can. I think they're just uh, uh, they're just uh, doing some editing and and um, and I think the movie's going to come out sometime in 2024. Uh, West Ball, uh, you might want to ask you who is that? Uh, well, he directed the Maze uh, Runner trilogy. Uh, if uh, you saw those, uh, then you might have an idea what direction King of the Planet of the Apes is going. Um, there's not very much information on the total plot, but I, I do know that it was shot at Disney Studios in Australia, and it's going to take place well after the War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, so if this um, strike isn't going on still... <laughs> which I don't think it will be by then. I th it should be out in May of 2024. It's, it's, uh, it looks like it's scheduled for May 20th, 2024. Um, we will, on this podcast, do a special episode uh, when the um, movie, when that movie comes out. And I have a couple of guests line, uh, not lined up, but a couple of guests in mind uh, to come on and... Uh, we're, we'll, we're going to discuss the reboot series um, and also discuss the original series and the merits of each one and maybe decide uh, which one is the which uh, series is the best. Uh, 
spoiler alert, I'm going to say the first original series. <laughs> um, and we'll sprinkle in some of the Tim Burton uh, movie, uh, which some people would say the word disaster. I'm one of the few people that actually likes that Tim Burton version. I'm sorry to tell everyone. Uh, but on the podcast episode, I will explain why I like that uh, movie. Uh, so you can look forward to that one. Um, let's see. I'm excited that uh, Jennifer Lawrence is in a comedy that's already out uh, called uh, No Hard Feelings. And it's uh, directed by Gene Stavnitsky, uh, who I never heard of, uh, but, uh, but he uh, directed and wrote a lot of, uh, of episodes of The Office. Uh, so uh, you can kind of get an idea where his humor is. Uh, again, I, I, I have not seen it as of recording this. Um, I will probably watch it uh, soon. Um, but uh, so I can't vouch for, hey, is this great or or, or is this bad or whatever? I, I don't know. I do know that it is it is a a hard R rating, and I and it's directed by Todd Phillips or not not Todd Phillips. <laughs> I I was going to mention Todd Phillips in my next comment, and uh, but it's directed by uh, Gene Sinisky. But but I but d- director Todd Phillips said uh, a couple years ago that comedies is basically dead, can't make comedies anymore, and I'm hoping that that uh, that's an untrue statement. I'm hoping that some movies come out that uh, are funny and hit the movie theater, not just Netflix or whatever, but hit the movie theater. Um, I really would like to see movies go back to the movie theater. Um, the A lot of the Marvel movies, uh, there's not a lot on the horizon, on the immediate horizon for Marvel movies. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I've, said, I've said my feelings on, on Marvel movies and, uh, and, and also the DC movies. Um, I, in the case of uh, DC, I don't like the depiction of Superman, um, and I, and you know the way in these uh, Zack Snyder movies or any of the newer uh, Superman movies, I like Superman being a good guy and a good guy only. I like to be purely a good guy, uh, truth, justice, the American way. That's what I. That's the Superman that I like. Um, having said that, you know um, other people like these uh, this version, but. Um, as far as that goes, and as far as the MCU goes, um, my feeling is is, is I, I don't necessarily hate these movies. I just think they ought to slow down and let people catch their breath and maybe not have one eternally at the theater. You know, Disney needs to know they don't have to release a, a Marvel movie every 10 minutes. And that's what it's, it seems like they come out rapid fire. And so that's just my opinion, you know. That's just that's just one person's opinion, um, you know. But it would be nice if um, more um, narrative films would come out. And I'm hoping Oppenheimer and Barbie accomplish a lot to get those done. Um, that those are really, you know, been really successful. And I'm hoping that that'll spur on some some uh, more action from. 
uh, from Hollywood, and maybe not maybe not every movie has to be a two hundred million dollar picture anymore. Uh, let's see uh, another, one movie that gives you hope and that coming out, um, and uh, it is uh, the Holdovers. Uh, the Holdovers is um, a movie that's uh, it appears to be in a uh, you know a drama with a lot of comedy. Uh, Paul with Paul Giamatti, where he plays a teacher that evidently nobody really likes, uh, but uh, uh, it's going to be uh, directed by uh, Alexander Payne, uh, who directed Sideways. Yes, and uh, and so you might have listened to the Sideways podcast episode where I talked with Jeremy Ritchie. Uh, in great length, and we broke that movie down about as well as um, I've ever broken any movie down. Um, uh, some more movies that are coming out. Uh, um, Outlaw Johnny Black uh, looks like a comedy western, um, and I think it, it's uh, kind of like a, almost like a Outlaw Josie Wales kind of movie, except it's a comedy, uh, and and I think it, it looks pretty good. Uh, it, uh, some of these movies, I, I'm going to say, oh, I'm interested in them. Doesn't mean they're going to be great. It just means that I, you know, I'm looking at them like, oh, okay, this might be good. Um, uh, Wise Guys uh, 2024 uh, will be coming out. And it stars, imagine this, Robert De Niro in a movie called Wise Guys. Can you believe this? He's going to be a, in the gangster movie. Hard to believe. And obviously, I'm kidding. Uh, this is going to be a black comedy, uh, supposedly, um, and it's directed by Barry Levinson. And that's the part you should be excited about. Barry Levinson um, is, um, um, you know, the director of Rain Man um, and uh, has a really long list of good movies. But but uh, I'm excited to see what Barry Levinson has left in the tank uh, with Wise Guys. It, it looks like it might be pretty good. Um, there's going to be another Knives Out movie, Knives Out 3, uh, that Ryan Johnson directed this one too, uh, or it should be out, from what I understand, by the end of 2024. Uh, here's an interesting one. We talked about Todd Phillips a minute ago. Um, there's going to be, he's directing a movie uh, that is going to star Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga. And it's a musical Joker movie, and I'm not kidding. Um, check it out. I mean, a, a musical Joker movie. Uh, and obviously Lady Gaga can sing. Uh, but how is this going to pan out? I guess we'll see. It's kind of unreal to the, that this is going to happen. Uh, so people that really love these um, kind of movies, that, that uh, like the Joker, and, you know, they're going to be tested. It's going to be a musical. What, what the heck is that all about? Um, also, uh, there is a remake of, of all movies, uh, Nosferatu. Uh, this is uh, coming up uh, in near 100 years after the first one came out. They're doing, they're doing a remake, and it's going to uh, star uh, Lily Rose Depp uh, and Willem Dafoe. Uh, it's directed by Robert Eggers. Who directed Willem, Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse? Uh, so it should be an interesting uh, movie. Uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about um, about some of these 
uh, movies. And and I again, as I said in the beginning of the episode, I I'm excited about cinema in general. Um, I think if you would have, I think if you'd listened to me a year ago, I I would have been slightly depressed about it. But I'm I'm getting more and more hopeful uh, that some we're going to break out of this um, constant remake reboot uh, and you know uh, constant blockbuster two hundred million dollar Marvel movie pictures and and if we can just get back down to you know some more move more drama films that are an hour and fifty minutes and some more comedies that are an hour and 29 minutes? <laughs> That'd be great, you know? Don't you think? Um, uh, let's see. Well, I guess that about covers all the things I wanted to cover, but uh, this is just kind of like a little mini episode uh, just to kind of update any you know, on what what's coming up and how I feel about this and how I feel about that. Um, if you have a harsh disagreement with, with, with me, uh, I'd welcome to to your. I'd be welcome to hear your opinion. Um, if uh, you're listening on a platform that you can state it. Um, speaking of podcast platforms, um, if you're able to subscribe to the show, please do it. Please do it. If you're able to rate the show and you want to give me four or five stars, please do it. If you're going to give me one star, I don't know that you'd be listening right now, would you? Would you? I don't know. If you're gonna give me one star right now after being this far into the show, I'm not sure you'd do that, would you? I don't know if that'd be a wise investment on your time if you didn't like it. But but hey, uh, please rate the show. This helps the show trend, and um, we have been doing this for five years now, and uh, we are seeing some fruits of our labor and i'm excited about that um the thing that i'm most excited about right now though is the fact that next week um check this one out we are going to be talking with alicia malone from turner classic movies and i am so thrilled that i'm going to be publishing that episode the week after this one and uh, i've already talked with her uh, and uh, it was just a wonderful conversation, and um, I really, really enjoyed talking with her. Well, thank you very much for listening to uh, this week's podcast episode, uh, albeit abbreviated. Um, I really appreciate anything that you're doing uh, to support the show, especially if you mention it to your friends and family and say, "Hey, you got to cl- click on it," even if you just listen to the first five minutes. <laughs> of each week. (laughs) Uh, Take care, everyone. Thank you.